Imagine a business built on what matters most to you. One inspired by creativity and connection, where purpose leads to profit and wealth is measured not just by your bottom line, but by your higher self. Welcome to the Work Your Inner Wisdom podcast, where we connect the spiritual with the practical to create a holistic approach to entrepreneurship. Leave the hustle behind and let your intuition lead the way as you grow a successful, fulfilling business and a joyful, radiant life. Hello, my wise ones, and welcome to the Work Your Inner Wisdom podcast. My name is Lee Shea McDonough, and I'm so glad you're here. I want to particularly welcome all of you for whom this is your first episode. And if that's you, then you are in for a real treat uh, with today's interview. And if you are a returning listener, I am so grateful that you keep coming back and that you subscribe to the show. So today, I am thrilled to introduce you to my friend and colleague, Jody Brandon. Jody is a gifted developmental editor, which is another way of saying book coach. And she's also a phenomenal copy editor as well. In fact, I worked very closely with Jody throughout the creation and publication of my first book, Act on Your Business, Braving the Storms of Entrepreneurship and Creating Success Through Meaning, Mindset, and Mindfulness. And I was kind of laughing to myself earlier as I was thinking about introducing Jody because I kept thinking of those old uh, commercials for uh, Hair Club for Men, you know, where they say, I'm not just the owner, I'm also a client. And that's kind of how I feel about Jody. She's not just my friend. I was also her client. And because of that, I know just how passionate she is about the work that she does with entrepreneurs. And I am thrilled to introduce her to you today, particularly because I know that many of you out there have the desire to write a book. I know I did. It was something that was within me for over 35 years. I just felt called to write a book. And it took me a while, but once I was ready, Jody was absolutely the right person for me to partner with to bring that book into the world and to share it with all of you. So without further ado, let me introduce you to Jody Brandon. Jody has more than 20 years of experience in book publishing. She spent many years working in traditional publishing, everything from working in-house at a big four publisher to being a book packager and a niche publisher. And then she and her husband relocated from New York to Philadelphia, and that's where she launched her freelance editing business. So today she works primarily as a book editor and a writing and publishing coach for creative entrepreneurs, bloggers, small business owners, and solopreneurs who want to serve their business with a book. So without further ado, let's get the interview started. Hi, Jody, and welcome to the Work Your Inner Wisdom podcast. I am so excited to have you here today. Hi, Lee. Thank you for having me. I'm excited too. Yeah. So let's get right to it. Tell the listeners a little bit about your business and how you make your living. So I am, I started as a book editor and that sort of evolved into now I'm a, a book coach for entrepreneurs who are writing a book to serve their business. I discovered that my background is in editing, but entrepreneurs, the book publishing world is so foreign to them that they, they needed a lot more, a lot more guidance than just, you know, crossing the teeth. He's a dotting eyes. So my business has sort of evolved um, into a direction that I never would have expected, but that I absolutely love. Isn't that fun when that happens too, when you start doing one thing and then your business kind of takes shape and in some ways even kind of takes on a life of its own and you're like, oh, oh, this is what I'm supposed to be doing. Okay. <laughs> yeah. It's, well, I, I didn't see it coming at all. And I was working with a business coach and she said, you know, Jody, you don't even realize 
what people don't know because it's so, you know, second nature to you. And yeah, it's sort of, it did, it took on a life of its own and it looks so different now than it did a few, even a few years ago. And I think that's such a good point. Sometimes we have a tendency to assume that what we know or the expertise that we bring is common knowledge. Yes. And, and we actually minimize our own value by saying, oh, well, this isn't important. Everyone knows mm-hmm. how to do this. And it's like, oh, no, 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 no. Everyone <laughs> doesn't know how to do this. And what I do has value. No, exactly. I will say that full disclosure for the podcast community, not only is Jody a colleague of mine, but I have been her client. She was my developmental editor and my copy editor for my first book, Act on Your Business. I know firsthand just how brilliant Jody is and also how important it is that when you are creating something like a book, that you have a partner, someone who is objective, who can value your work and also provide guidance, feedback, structure. And it is just so comforting to work with someone like you. I'm so happy that our paths crossed. I tell people all the time that you're one of my absolute favorite, favorite, favorite people ever to work with. And I love that you always say my first book because that gives me hope that there's more. <laughs> that's, that's the plan. That's the plan. You know, it's that the, the seed has been planted. <laughs> the seed I'll hold been, you to it. Okay. Yeah. We'll see when it chooses to bloom. I have some right. ideas. Um, but yeah. And of course, you know, when, when it comes time to, to do that second book, you're going to be the first person that I call. I can't wait. So I'm really curious when you think about your evolution as an entrepreneur, where you see the role of intuition or, and or spirituality coming to play for you? How, how do you define that in your work? I think as I started out, it wasn't really something that I thought about, you know, in those terms. I just sort of have always been someone who, you know, my life and my business have intersected as it is for, you know, all entrepreneurs, whether we want to think that that's the case or not. I realized, you know, as I got older and started doing more reading and more research and hearing other people talk about things like that, that I was doing those same things, trusting my gut when it, you know, came time to decide whether to work for a client. I mean, that is trusting your intuition. So I wasn't necessarily using those words all along, but I think those things, they have to factor into, I mean, we're building our lives around our businesses and we're building our businesses around our lives. And there's so much intersection these days, especially with the way social media is today, where, you know, people want more and more live interaction. They want to know, they want to know you, not the perfectly curated, you know, version of you that we used to see on Instagram all the time. I mean, I'm so personally so thankful that's going away. And I just think if we acknowledge who we really are, it allows people to really connect with us even further. For me, it's just sort of that like basic foundational level of this is who I am as a person. These are the things that are important to me. These are what my values are. These are the things that I care about. And it's just sort of all works together. Yes. And I was frantically jotting down notes as you were talking because there's so much in there that I want to explore. But I think the last thing you said really about showing up fully and authentically in your business, that's really kind of the, the culmination of doing all of that inner work, right? Paying attention yeah. to intuition, discovering and clarifying our values, all of that allows us to show up in our businesses and in our lives in a way that is filled with integrity and mm-hmm. honesty. Yeah. Oh, well, that. and if it's not, then what's the point, you know, because you're not yes. going to be happy. You're not going to be happy with your work. You're not going to be happy with your life. You're not going to be a, a happy human, not a good space to be in. No, it's not. It's not. And actually, back in episode five, 
I shared my story of when I started Caravel Coaching and how that's basically what I was doing for my first year of business. I was not showing up as myself. I was showing up as who I thought I needed to be in order to be successful. And guess what? I wasn't successful because I wasn't showing up as myself. Hard lesson to learn, but an important one too. And we all have to learn it for ourselves because I'm sure you heard other people saying that same thing happened to them. And I heard people saying the same thing, but I had to learn it for myself. Yes. And actually, I think those experiences are so important. And in many ways, I, I don't want to rob my clients or my listeners from having those experiences because we need them. That, mm-hmm. They're an integral part of our refinement process of becoming yep. who we are. I like to say that my refinement process took a year. So if I could help someone maybe shorten the duration of what? theirs, <laughs> I'm doing my job. So um, another thing that you mentioned uh, was the idea that you had that inner voice that was letting you know whether or not, say, you wanted to work with a client and that maybe you weren't using the word intuition to describe that, but yet there was still this kind of deep inner knowing that this is not right for me or this is right for me. And I think that speaks to something really important that in the field of entrepreneurship, especially for people who are first starting out, there is pressure to feel like we have to say yes to everything and everyone. And that one of the things our intuition can do is help us discern whether or not this is the right choice for us. And and I'm curious to know how that has kind of shown up for you in your business. I think it showed up a lot more when I was first starting out, like you said. Just I mean, you're so you're so you have more insecurities about everything. Is this business going to work? How where's my next paycheck coming from or my next project fee? You know, whatever the case may be. So you have that hesitation to say no to anything. You want to say yes, 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 because you're trying to build a portfolio and, you know, get testimonials and all of those things. And it becomes this sort of vicious cycle. So you have to sit back at some point and realize, okay, let me ask myself, what happens if I say no to this client? Or what happens if I say yes to this client? But what happens if I say no to this client? Maybe I'm making room for something else. Maybe the next person that's going to come my way is the person I'm really supposed to be working with, you know, to sort of kick things off and get things off the ground and all of those things. But I wouldn't have had space for that had I said yes to this other person that I didn't feel great about. Not to sound like so woo woo, but it's just about, you know, like trusting what's out there and that the right thing is going to come. It might not come when you expect it, it might not come as quickly as you hope, you know, all of those kinds of things. But if you have, have the faith and keep the faith, this is what you're supposed to be doing. Those things are going to happen for you. Yes. And, and by the way, like, feel free to go full woo-woo <laughs> on this podcast. That's what we do here. Um, okay. I, I joke around and, and this moniker was bestowed upon me by our mutual friend and colleague, Raina Pomeroy. Very early on, she called me the gateway to woo. And so I fought. Oh, I love it. I do, I do too now. <laughs> Perfect. I will be honest with you. I fought that for a while. That was back when I still thought I had to be corporate in order to be successful. And I was like, there's no room for woo here. And then I realized, why am I denying this part of myself? So I'm not. I'm going to encourage you and all all of our listeners not to either. So woo is good here. Um, (laughs) But yeah, I think you're absolutely right that it does involve trusting the process. And I love how you've kind of framed this idea that sometimes we have to say no to something today in order to say yes to something tomorrow. And that's hard. It is hard. It's, it's really hard, especially when you're first starting out. You know, I mean, I, I know that it, it sounds easy for me, you know, several years into business to say that to someone starting out, but 
it really is the truth. But I mean, if you, if you know what matters to you, if you really take the time to figure out who you are and what you're about, it makes those decisions easier. It makes it so much easier to say no to the things that are not right for you. And it makes it easier to know what those things are. Absolutely. So, and we start to learn and we start to see the, the hallmark signs of, oh yes, this, this person's my person. I want to work with yes. them versus, oh, you know what? This person would be a great referral for someone else. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> and, and I think that's important too, is that we can allow the intuition to guide us. And then if it's a no, we can still show up and serve that person by connecting them with someone else. Absolutely. Yeah. Then it becomes like everyone wins. You know, we win because we're not working with someone that doesn't light us up. The client wins because they're directed to a better fit. And then the referral source wins too. So yep. there is no losing here. We all no. win. And, well, and there's room for everybody. It seems like more and more people are figuring out that lesson, which thrills me to no end because I mean, that, I, that's, that's the way I was raised is, you know, that there's room for everybody, you know, community over competition is overused that phrase, but it, it really is the truth. Um, Cause we're not going to be for everybody. No, you're, we're not. not for us, we're not for everybody, but if we can, you know, all sort of band together for the greater good, then I mean, like you said, everybody wins. Yes. And I think you've really gotten to the heart of the concept of abundance which I know is an important value for many spiritual entrepreneurs. But in order to truly embrace abundance, we have to believe that there is enough for everyone, that I don't need to hoard clients, that I can say no to people who aren't the right fit, because there's always enough and there's always more. So it sounds like your intuition is a a huge factor in your decision-making process when it comes to determining which clients you want to take on and which clients you want to refer out. And Mm -hmm. I'm curious, once you actually have the client and you're working with them, how does your intuition show up in that process when you're providing services for your clients? And that actually is something that also has evolved as my business has evolved. Because when you're just copy editing, for example, like I I mean, that used to be, I mean, my bread and butter, 100% of my business was copy editing. I was mostly working with people via email, you know, maybe a phone call, just certainly no video communication face to face. And they would send me a completed manuscript and I would go through it on my own and send it back. And now like with the book coaching where we're working, you know, we're working together on like a weekly or biweekly basis. We're seeing each other face to face on video. I get to know the person and that helps me help them with their manuscript. It's a matter of, you know, getting to know the person, you know, like what kind of, what kind of, for example, are you, do you need tough love to keep going on your manuscript? Do you need me to be a hard, you know what, do you need me to just back off and like be like a sweet motivator? Um, All of those sorts of things. And you get to know all of that stuff by these personal interactions. And then I just, again, like learn to go with what, what is my intuition telling me about Lee? How does Lee want to be motivated? How am I going to get her to write those, you know, 3,000 words for next week and, you know, like keep her manuscript moving forward? That shift in just like even the face-to-face versus just via email was a huge breakthrough for me that I never in a million years would have considered, you know, five, six years ago. Um, But it's really enabled me to just open things up and serve people in a better way and understand my clients in a better way. Yes, I love this because I think you are 
allowing your intuition to inform the connection you're making. And then Mm -hmm. the connection you're making is then in terms strengthening your intuition. I mean, it's this great cycle, right? Yeah. Well, and everybody's, so, I mean, I know that everybody wants, you know, these are my packages, ABC, and this is the process, week one, week two, week three, week four, whatever. It, it cannot be like that with something like a book project. It just can't. It's such a personal, I mean, I'm sure you can relate to that from, you know, counseling and therapy and all that. It's, it doesn't look the same for everybody. The general overall process might be the same, but what that looks like session to session is not the same. And things come up in life and things come up in people's businesses that affect these big overarching long-term projects. And you have to be able to sort of read the situation, know the person and know what kind of help they need from you to keep moving forward. You know, it's funny. I literally this morning before we recorded this, this call, I was facilitating group session for one of the small groups that I run. And we were talking about do I need a signature package? And what does that look like? And how does that work in the coaching world? And we discussed how it is so helpful to have structure so that your client knows what they're investing in and what they're getting into. But yet within that structure, there has to be flexibility. You have to make room for the magic. And that Mm -hmm. if you try to plan everything out and structure it down to the last detail, then you're not honoring what comes up organically in the relationship. And that's the balance, I think, between having structure that does provide comfort and is important in terms of marketing and selling what you do, but also reflecting that it is going to look different for each person because everyone's different. And so we need to respect the individuality too. Well, and if you don't, if you just have that rigid structure, then it's just going to be, you know, butting heads the entire time and there's not going to be any progress. So the client's going to be frustrated. You're going to be frustrated. The project, whatever it is, is not going to be served well. And it's just, it's not going to be, it's not going to be a great experience, but you, you figure out using your intuition, you know, using your inner gut wisdom, all of those things, what that person needs. And then you work together to make that happen, to serve that person, that project, and thus you also. Yes. And and I can share being on the receiving end of that with you. When I think about it, I can see very clearly times where I think your intuition was coming into play both in the process, so in the developmental editing component, but also in, in the content piece when you were doing the copy editing. You know, there were times where we would meet and maybe I was struggling with something or I had this concept and it just wasn't fitting. And both because you were familiar with me and with my work, but also because you were trusting your intuition, you were able to say, Lee, I'm getting the sense that I think you mean this, or you want to go in this direction. And you were able to provide that guidance. It was informed by the connection we had, but it was also informed by your analytical mind and your gut mind, you know, that, that intuition. And, and that so served me powerfully as a client. And I think it led to the book being stronger for it. And I also think, and correct me if I'm wrong, but I think you were then able to use that in the copy editing piece too. You could really trust your gut and say, I think Lee means this or I, you know, this. Oh yeah. Right? No. Yeah. I mean, we had a great working relationship, which I was, I mean, and that's the best part of working with somebody long-term is that you do, you get to know them and sort of, you know, how their process, how they process information, you know, what their, their, their end goals are and all of those, you know, all of those kinds of things. And it enables you to support them in that way. So when, yeah, when you were stuck on something, I was able to not just say, 
hmm, well, it needs work. But rather, you know, I mean, that doesn't serve anybody. But rather to say, I, what if you took it in this direction? Or I think you're trying to maybe clarify this piece. Um, and then, you know, it sort of opened that up for you, gave you that fresh perspective. And I, yeah, I certainly wouldn't have been able to know that just, you know, based on a few emails back and forth. Yeah, that's so again, I think the the connection you're making between that interpersonal connection and mm-hmm. intuition, I think is really important. You said something else that I jotted down earlier, like way back at the start of the interview. <laughs> and you kind of mentioned how everything is personal. Mm-hmm. And that resonated so strongly with me because I think especially in the field of entrepreneurship and spiritual entrepreneurship, it is. It's not like we can compartmentalize the work we do and keep it separate from who we are. That's also not what our clients want either. So the idea of showing up, making everything personal, you know, there's the old saying, the personal is political. Well, I think the personal is professional too. Mm -hmm. And you also kind of tied that into values. And I'm really curious what it looks like in your business to discover and then implement those values and and how it shows up for you. You don't have to be, you know, uh, like an an open book in that you're sharing every single detail of every single thing going on in your world every single day. But I think it does help people to kind of know, you know, like, oh, wow, you know, her, you know, her, her son's graduating from high school. Like what a fun time in her life or her daughter's getting married or, you know, for example, I mean, the last couple of years I took care of my mom while she battled cancer. Now I didn't share every single detail of every single day of that experience, but people knew that I was kind of going through something you know, personal and big. And, you know, maybe that's why I'm not, you know, out here in the sunshine every single day on Instagram stories. Um, So I think, you know, you have to find what works for you as far as what you're comfortable sharing. But people do, I mean, you'd be amazed at how many people, you know, that I, that follow you on social media that are following along and will just send a note of encouragement, that kind of thing, or a note of congratulations when Mm -hmm. something great happens. And I do that too. Um, And I, you know, it just, it, lifts everybody up to know that, you know, oh, it's okay to share all this, you know, this kind of stuff. People can, people resonate with it. People care about it um, and all those things. And as far as the values go, I have, I mean, I know a lot of people have core values for their business and then, you know, like maybe they have core values for life. Maybe they don't. Mine are the same. I mean, I, you know, I sort of, I am who I am. (laughs) Um, And the things that matter to me in my personal life are the same things that matter to me, you know, in my professional life, gratitude, kindness, margin, all of those kinds of things that, that I, that I really work hard at being true to. I do it in all aspects of my life because for me, it doesn't work. It doesn't work to just do it in business, but not in, you know, my personal life. I can't, I don't turn myself off at the end of the day. And I, I joke about this because I, I work as Jody Brandon, which is my maiden name. Um, because I published a book before I got married, but my married name is Jody Chung. So I mean, I go by my maiden name one because I was already published, but two because I get a lot of you know confusion since I'm not Chinese. Just so I mean, I, in real life, you'd, you'd be surprised, mm-hmm. um, even in 2019. But I, you know, I don't turn Jody Brand shut Jody Brandon down at the end of the day and then become Jody Chung and suddenly I have a new set of values and a new set of you know beliefs and a new set of you know behavior and all of those things. I'm the same person. Yeah. So there's a consistency and therefore an integrity too in how you show up. And and certainly, like I'm sitting here thinking about my core values, which for the most part are, are summed up in service, connection, joy, and love. 
And how those values manifest in my business might look different than how they manifest in my personal life, but they're still there. Right. It's not like they change. It's maybe yeah. it, the, the decisions I make or the behaviors I take are a little different. Well, I mean, I've met people before and I'm sure, I'm sure you have too. I'm sure everybody listening has. You meet someone who you, you think you have a, you, that you either know from, you know, a networking event maybe or their website or whatever, and then you meet them in real life and they're nothing like that. Mm-hmm. And it's so jarring. Yeah. Um, so I just think, you know, I, and it, it has to be exhausting to have, you know I mean? to, to have those two distinct personas, maybe. Yes. And, and I want to go back because I think you really did such a lovely job of allowing your personal experiences, particularly around your mother's illness and, and her subsequent passing of sharing that with your community in such a way that it let us in so that we could be there with you, grieve with you, support you, but not in a way that felt exploitative either. And I I just kind of want to acknowledge and honor you for doing that. And it reminds me of what Brene Brown talks about in terms of vulnerability. And I love that in her Netflix special, I think in one of her books, she talks about like vulnerability is not live streaming your bikini wax right? Like we need to know the line of what's appropriate and what's not. But it does mean letting your people in. Yeah. That fosters connection. It builds empathy. And it also shows people, wow, this is real life. This happens to her. It happens to me. And we are all in this together. And that is absolutely the sense that I got from you when you welcomed us in to your journey. I think you did that in such a way that was uh, it honored your mom, and it also allowed us to connect with you in a really deep way. And I thank you for that. Well, thank you. I'm saying that I did it in a way that honored my mom is the best compliment you could give me. So, I mean, it, everybody goes through hard things, you know. I mean, and it might not be that situation for you, you know, taking care of a dying parent, but it's something. Everybody's got something. It was important for me for people to know that one, something's going on. This is why I'm not here all the time, you know, and it was certainly important to let my clients know, certainly, again, not the day to day, you know, oh, nope, I I can't do that. I'm, you know, at chemo all day, this day, whatever. But it's important to let them know, you know, this is why things might be taking a little bit longer. This is why I might, you know, take a little bit longer to reply to emails. I mean, just the practical side of things. And if you've built that relationship up with your clients, which I know you do that, Lee, and I'm sure that anybody listening to that, if they're, if they're your people, they're doing that too. I mean, it just, you know, it's just part of that, you know, authenticity to use an overused word. You know, it's really funny you say that because I was just about to hop in and say, well, that is the epitome of authenticity. And yes, that has become like a buzzword. I know. Totally overused, but yet you're getting to the heart of what true authenticity looks like. Yeah. I, there were days when I thought, oh, I don't want to talk about this anymore. And, you know, when people would ask and then you feel bad about that. So, I mean, it can be this, you know, like sort of vicious cycle, but by and large, when I look back on that time, I don't think I would do anything differently. I feel like we, I was open enough, you know, to let people in and, you know, support me in the way that I needed that I might not have at the time even realized I needed but I didn't, you know, sort of overshare from, from our perspective, my family's perspective. And I know everybody's different in what they're comfortable with, but for us, that's, you know, that was what worked for us and it helped get us through it. And I think that's just such a a lovely example of true authenticity, of integrity, and of also living your values. 
so that you could kind of take that intuitive knowing of what's the right amount to share here? How do I want to show up? Let me follow my intuition. Marry that with your values and then show up to your community in a way that was true. And I thank you for sharing that with the, with the Work Your Inner Wisdom audience. I'm happy to. I think too, just a, a quick like aside there. As, I mean, you in those kinds of situations where you have to, the bigger things where you're stepping back for, I mean, I had no, you know, I mean, when my mom first got diagnosed, she was given 12 weeks to live and then she lived two years. And I mean, I'm grateful for every single moment of those two years, of course, but you're, you do have those days of fear where with your business where you're like, oh my gosh, am I taking too much time away? Am I turning down too much work? Am I stepping out of my business too much? And you've got to find a way to marry that, that trust that, you know, your people will be there. Mm -hmm. You're doing what you're supposed to be doing. I never, I never doubted that I was doing what I was supposed to be doing. I knew that I was doing, and I knew that I wouldn't look back ever and say, oh man, I really wish I would have gotten to work with such and such a person versus I wish I would have spent that time with my mom. I know that like on that higher level, I made the right choices, but on the, like the lower, you know, sometimes the day to day, I mean, it's, it gets you, you know, trying to balance that belief that everything's going to be okay with your business. All of the work that you've put in, all of the visibility, all of that kind of stuff is going to carry you through until you're back on a full-time basis, whatever that looks like for you versus that fear of, oh man, what am I doing? <laughs> I, I did all this work and it's going to be, you know, in a shambles when, when this is over. And you are getting to the heart of faith, of yeah. trusting the process of having faith in whatever you believe in. If we believe that we are right on time for our life and that things are unfolding as they should, then you're right. Your people will still be there. And if they're not, they were never your people today. They weren't. Yep. Right? Absolutely. So whew, we have really dived deep today, <laughs> Jody. I'm, I'm so grateful for your willingness to show up and, and share your story and your perspective with us. I'm happy to. I, it's, it's funny. It, it, it really is helpful to talk about like in this kind of way. So thank you for letting me do that too. Oh, you're welcome. It's, it's been my honor. And this feels like a good time to transition into our make it work moment. So the make it work moment is brought to you by my book that Jody was the editor for uh, act on your business, braving the storms of entrepreneurship and creating success through meaning mindset and mindfulness. So you can learn more about it at actonyourbusiness.com. And it is also available in paperback and Kindle at Amazon. Again, part of the reason why I am so excited to have Jodi on today is because she was such an instrumental force in the creation and the publication of this book. And so for all of the listeners out there who are thinking to themselves, oh, I really want to write a book. Mm, this feels like the next step in my journey. I cannot recommend finding a developmental editor that you trust highly enough. Like that is such a critical part yeah. of the process. And of course, I'm totally biased and would highly recommend <laughs> Jody as well. <laughs> so Jody, in the make it work moment, this is where we take the concepts that we've talked about in the episode and um, all of the insight that, that we have discussed, and we translate it into something actionable. So that when a listener stops listening to this episode, they actually have something they can do to apply all of the great things that we've talked about today. And when I have a guest on, I always love it when they are able to provide the make it work moment. So I would love to hear what you have in store for the listeners. Okay. So we've talked a little bit about 
core values and, you know, being guided by your core values and your beliefs. An exercise that I do that I learned from, I'm not taking credit for this. This is um, Natalie Gingrich has an exercise where you sort of review your business mission, your, your vision statement, your mission, mission statement, and your core values and sort of see, are they still aligned with where you are, where you're going, where you've been, all of those things. And so it's an activity that's been so important for me. She recommends that you do it once a year. I try and do it every, at least by values every six months, just because you just, you know, I want to make sure that I'm living and conducting business in a way that is true to me and where I am at this point right now. So, so you basically go through to figure out what, what's important to you, you know, for you, love and service and joy for me, you know, kindness and gratitude and margin is a big one now. And so for a, an example is I used to have as one of my core values that details matter. And I actually took it away from one of my core values from being one of my core values. Now, is it still something important? Of course it is, especially in my line of work. For me right now, margin feels more true to the way I'm, you know, conducting my business, conducting life than the details matter part. Because I mean, that's what the last couple of years have taught me is that really, um, if you don't have margin in your life and you're focused on the nitty gritty every single minute of every day, you're going to drive yourself bananas. You're going to drive everyone around you bananas and you're going to end up feeling like a failure because details are falling through the cracks when big things are happening. So I think it's important not just to have those values, but to revisit them and, you know, sort of reset them as needed so that they serve you and your life and your business. I love that. And, and I love that it's such a compassionate stance on values that mm-hmm. although values tend to stay pretty static during our lives, they're going to show up differently at different times. And so the fact that right now you're at a point where you can say, this remains important to me, but it's not necessarily what I want to lead with. Mm-hmm. And that you can meet yourself compassionately and say, yeah, I, this needs to evolve, at least for now. This, is, this wants yeah. to be something new. I think is also an example of following your intuition and, and honoring yeah, the yeah. wisdom that you have. I think have. so many people, like we realize like, it, okay, it's important. So many people talk about core values with entrepreneurship. So we, you know, we spend the time developing them when we first start out and then we never revisit them. And that's just, you know, the things like you said, I mean, I think that, like you said, the, the, the core of them remains the same because you are who you are. But the way it shows up in your life and the way it looks and the way you present present it maybe shifts here and there. And so, you know, it's just, and and it's just a good reminder sometimes of, you know, okay, yeah, these are the things that I say matter to me. Am I living my life this way? Am I showing up in a way that somebody would know, you know, that start each day with a grateful heart is one of my core values. Sometimes more days than, you know, sometimes yes, sometimes not so much. I just think it's, it's an important practice that I have found really serves serves me well personally and professionally. So I encourage everybody to, to give it a shot. I love that. So the make it work moment for today is really not just identifying your values, but also scheduling time for a recurring check, a check-in with them. Um, maybe even putting it on your calendar so that six months from now, you're, you're doing a formal values check-in. There are some wonderful tools available to help you identify your values. So if this is something that you're still exploring, you can certainly do a Google search for values clarification. And actually in my book, there's a whole chapter on identifying your values. And then the next chapter is how do you actually implement these values into the work that you do? So certainly if you need some guidance with that, Act on Your Business would be a great resource. 
So Jody, I cannot thank you enough for coming on the podcast and sharing your wisdom with us. And where can the listeners find you if they want to learn more about you and the work that you do? You can find me on my website, jodybrandoneditorial.com. And I'm Jody Brandon Editorial on all the social media outlets. So I would love to connect with more of Lee's people. Excellent. We will definitely provide links to where you can find Jody in the show notes. But for now, Jody, thank you so much for being on the podcast. It is thank you, Lee. So that was an extraordinary interview with Jody Brandon. Jody, thank you again for coming on. I am so grateful for her willingness to share her honest experiences about what it means to be an entrepreneur and what it means to be a human just trying to make it through this life. To learn more about Jody, be sure to check out the show notes for this episode. You can find them at workyourinnerwisdom.com slash eight. And I want to tell you, these are not just ordinary show notes. I work with an extraordinary writer named Becca Stewart. Hey, Becca. And Becca does a phenomenal job of taking the content that we discuss in the podcast episodes and creating even more information for you to access at the show notes page. Her writing is beautiful. Becca, I'm so glad to have you on the team. Thank you so much. So everyone, if you are not checking out the show notes for the Work Your Inner Wisdom podcast, you need to. You also need to sign up to receive my weekly newsletter because you will also get a deeper dive into each podcast episode every week, courtesy of Becca. So if you're not already signed up, you will want to head over to workyourinnerwisdom.com slash free. You can sign up, you'll get on that newsletter to get the weekly deep dives, and you will get free access to the Wisdom Library, which is a one-stop shop for tools and guides and templates and all sorts of resources to help you build your spiritually aligned business. I am adding new material every month, so sign up now and you will have lifetime access to all of that good free content. So head over to workyourinnerwisdom.com slash free, sign up for the Wisdom Library and get the weekly newsletter with the deeper dive into every single podcast episode. I am so grateful to those of you who have subscribed and who listen every week to this podcast. If you know someone that would love Work Your Inner Wisdom, please share the show with them. And if they don't know how to subscribe to a podcast, then I would ask you to take a couple minutes, show them how to subscribe, and then invite them to be a part of our community. You can also help the podcast and our community grow by leaving a review at iTunes or wherever you listen to this podcast. Reviews are such an important way of building the visibility of this show, both for potential listeners and also potential guests. So I want to thank you in advance for taking two minutes out of your day to leave a positive review wherever you listen to podcasts. And I'll be honest with you, especially iTunes, because when we're looking at metrics, that's what people are asking for. So if you are able to leave a quick five-star review on iTunes, I would be super grateful. Thank you so much for joining me for another episode of the Work Your Inner Wisdom podcast. I am so grateful to have you along with me on this journey. My name is Lee Shea McDonough, and until next week, I encourage you to let your inner wisdom lead the way. Mm-hmm.